and it's time for another installment of Banker with a Beer, presented by Northwestern Bank. I'm Scott. Across the way, as always, is uh, Jerry. Jerry, how's it going? It's got this snow on the ground. This is, well, we're now on November 1st, but this 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 isn't right. I was in warmer <laughs> climates last, last week, and... I'm, I'm just not ready for it. I'm sorry, I'm just not ready for it. That That is true. You were on vacation last week. You didn't bring the good weather back with you. It didn't fit in the overhead compartment. But look at it this way. it and We've had other podcasts that talk about the importance of vacation. It makes you appreciate the vacation even more. It does. And, I mean, and there is something, I mean, I choose to live in Wisconsin, and I love the four seasons. I love the changing color of the leaves i you know, I even like snow for christmas and whatever but you know it just that that first day when you know the high is like 32 it's just like ooh. now here's the thing we've got a great guest a return guest you'll introduce the guest in a moment but with the colder weather means we can also kind of turn the page to another set of uh, beverages uh this is definitely stout weather it is stout weather and uh, although i for those who listen to this program often you you know you know my uh i won't say reluctance but my, my my passive uh appreciation of ipas and summer beverages uh when it comes to beer but uh the the darker beer the the little heavier beer are are my favorites and we are now definitely into stout and porter season and so today we're going to be having one of my personal favorites. It's from uh, Central Waters Brewing, which is off Amherst near Stevens Point, and it is their Brewers Reserve Stout. It is a bourbon barrel aged piece of nectar. So that's going to be what we're going to be enjoying, but we're going to be doing it with a wonderful guest, a co-worker of mine, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Tracy Smiskey. She is the Northwestern Bank Market President for the Eau Claire area. Welcome on board. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us today. And I know uh, Tracy is going to be uh, trying the beverage. Beer isn't kind of the thing that she really likes. I'm going I'm to give her a, a shot on this. Uh, hope she enjoys it. But uh, Welcome on board, and why I pour the beverages, Scott? Why don't you bring Tracy on board? Well, absolutely, and I know uh, one of the big things we will be uh, discussing is really the economic growth and opportunities in the area. But a reminder to everybody as to, to who you are and what that role of Eau Claire Market President uh, entails. Absolutely, uh, and Jerry's pouring this beer mm-hmm. right now, and. I was raised by some Kentuckians, so the Kentucky Bourbon Trail was a big fan at our house. So anytime we can have a little bit of that, it's a good day, right? <laughs> well, the one thing about this is it actually pours. This is actually a 10 up. This is so sold by the 40 weight. So if you like car oil and motor oil, this is actually interchangeable. So if you need one of these, it, you know, you pop one in the back of the car, you see yourself a little oil, put this thing in the crankcase, just keeps keeps you moving. <laughs> Exactly. Well, Scott, I, I'm honored to work at Northwestern Bank and, and be part of our amazing team here. And, and I work with uh, our commercial lending team to work with businesses of all sizes, uh, supervise some of the team here on the management side as well, and, um, you know, help spread the good word and, and work with clients um, from all kinds of backgrounds. So it's an honor to, to be a part of the business community that's thriving here in the Chippewa Valley. All right, beverages have been poured. Yeah, away we go. Oh, that'll be good. Kind of a, yeah. kind, kind of a chocolatey face. It is a chocolatey yeah. face. Yes, this is for just coming off Halloween. This is a 
adult uh, Halloween beverage. Again, if, the way. again, if temperatures are going to be in the 30s, you know, you don't want to have yourself uh, one of our uh, one of our typical Marzins or you know fruity beverages. No, nope, right? nope, this, this is, is not tropical weather anymore. We can have uh, have this. Uh, I know Jerry's got a list of questions he wants to get through, but I'll kind of throw this one blanket thing out there. Everybody sees the reports of population growth, and people can see the construction going on around the area, new businesses starting up left and right. Is that all true? Is, is the anecdotal evidence really happening on the financial side since, in many ways, you're sort of like the furnace. You guys get to see the, the heat right at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also on the Eau Claire Chamber of Commerce board, so you know, it, a week doesn't seem to go by where we're not talking about this, and whether it's the nearly 5,000 population growth that we saw in, in 22 that's continued into 23, um, the construction projects that continue the shortage of housing, so there's a lot of units that are going up in the area. So absolutely, this is a good place to be right now. Although, if you've noticed on 53, my, my traffic snob is coming out. Traffic is getting busier on that highway. And, and when I moved back, or when I moved here from the Minneapolis and Chicago areas, I was like, oh, five o'clock is a great time to drive around here. But I might get a little cranky if our traffic keeps getting uh, thicker. Well, Tracy, again, thanks for coming on board. Uh, the topic for today is going to be, as Scott alluded to, the Chippewa Valley growth and uh, both its opportunities and, as you alluded to, challenges. And, you know, given uh, your work in the community, you know, uh, understanding what we're doing here at the bank and then on the non-for-profit side, I'd like to hear kind of your perspectives on a number of these topics I'm going to bring up, both in terms of, you know, um, for our listeners' uh, sake, Tracy isn't from here, but grew up in Chicago, went to school in Columbus, Ohio, spent time in the Twin Cities, and so has been, lived in many larger markets. And so what I wanted to do is to bring her on board to kind of help us go through some of the trends that we're seeing locally here, and given her experience in some of these larger markets, maybe things we could look forward to, uh, but they, things we should maybe be careful of. So. Based on that, uh, let's start out with, with, with retail. And uh, I, I, given where we are here in River Prairie, we have our the new Costco opening up here shortly. There's a Chick-fil-A opening up here shortly. You know, some of these markers that uh, maybe signal that uh, we're maybe a growing community. Uh, from your perspective, I mean, uh, is, is this good for us? And maybe what would be other similar uh, types of retail outlets that might be opening here as well well it was interesting just uh as a family we had some members that were talking about you know opening a chick-fil-a franchise and for the longest time there's all these markers that they have to meet before they consider opening in a community and, and a lot of it is what the population is demanding so for the longest time the chippewa valley wasn't in the population amount to attract some of these these national chains if, if that's what you want to call them um, I, I think as population grows, people demand some of these places and, and types of services within the community that they're in. I think economic development hinges on whether we have this or whether we have that. Um, for me, I think it's a good mix. I love the localness of some of the retail establishments, the coffee shops, the restaurants. I, I love the local feel and how unique those can be to a particular area. We have a great we have a great number of businesses that fall into that category for me. 
Um, and the chains are nice to have. They definitely are. Um, but I do like the uniqueness that some of those local favorites kind of bring to the community that you're in. And, and I know when I travel, you know, you look forward to going to certain places when you're in certain areas. And I, I think that is evident here in the Chippewa Valley as well. Well, I, I kind of do this little con- compare and contrast because the population of Eau Claire and the population of Woodbury are actually very similar. They're both about low 70,000s. The huge difference, though, is that Eau Claire, you know, obviously it's it's outside of the Twin Cities market. It has its own identity, its own media market. Woodbury, in some cases, it's just kind of another blur into the, the, the Twin Cities. It doesn't really hold a lot of, of I'll also say, personality. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you see going forward are, are things needed so Eau Claire and the Chippewa Valley can maintain its sense of place and doesn't just become another anywhere, any place where you're, you know, you come off the freeway and it's the same, you know, the Holiday Inn Express, the uh, Cracker Barrel, the, which could be any community anywhere in the U.S. Well, and I, I grew up in Naperville, which is a western suburb of Chicago. And, and the nice thing about Naperville was there was a huge historical component of that town. So they had... Um, you know, an area where all the museums and the history piece was there and and they were really proud of the history and how the town was settled in the late 1800s. And, you know, so that was a big component to that town and how they kept that infrastructure and then built around it, um, which was kind of neat because all of the more modern places, whether it's shopping or hotels or restaurants and such, kind of built its way around this historical area. So it was still a draw for people to come and visit. Um, And I think the Chippewa Valley is doing a good job with that, whether it's Carson Park or Irvine Park, and how a lot of these businesses will kind of build around those historical elements to a town to keep that unique history, but then add some of the modern conveniences that people are looking for. So from your perspective, and it gets on the retail side, and not throwing you on the spot here, but uh, what would be kind of the next thing? I mean, they've announced the Costco's opening, we've you know the Chick-fil-A opening. What would be some things, you know, from your travels that you'd like to see in the Chippewa Valley that we, we don't have? Well, I'm a Chicago gal. I'd, I'd love to see a Portillo's. There's one of those mm-hmm. in Woodbury. So some Chicago hot dogs and and. Italian beefs would be really nice. But, you know, I I think what I've found is when we've moved away from places to a new location and and we've said, oh, we miss, you know, for the longest time it was Chipotle. Oh, well, we got one of those. And then once we get one, you notice you don't even go there that often, right? So when it was in a destination location and you might stop at a Chick-fil-A or or for you a Costco, because I know you're a big fan, (laughs) um, Maybe now that it's here, you'll go there just as much. But but I think, you know, you might not long for it as much when it's right down the street as you did when it might be some some far, far away place. Yeah, for me, it's Jersey Mike's. Paid for one for years, got it. And I'm like, all right, now now I got it. Let me go back to my local uh, sandwich shop uh, after that. Uh, Again, we hear so much about growth and people can see it and all that. What does growth mean, though? to just the average resident in the area. They're hearing about growth. And we're, let's not dive into nimbyism or anything. People don't want things built here. Not necessarily that. But what does growth mean? How do I benefit from growth? Well, on the banking side of things, we always talk about our communities are as on, are only as strong as our small businesses, right? So uh, the entrepreneurship piece that 
is kind of like wildfire in the Chippewa Valley right now. I, I can't imagine a better place to be if you want to start a business or you have that entrepreneur mindset. There's so many resources, so much support. Um, and honestly, the more successful our small businesses are, the better our, our community is as a whole, especially economic development and, and what we're able to do. And and knowing that we're when we're trying to attract talent to live in this community and and be the next innovative entrepreneur, um, that speaks a lot to the area. So I, I think it depends on your mindset and what what specifically you're thinking about. You know, my first comment about traffic, that was just me kind of being being a little snarky because I don't like to sit in traffic for hours. This is not the Eisenhower no. at 4 <laughs> o'clock on a Friday afternoon. No, I mean, it's no. we have a slowdown, and maybe it'll take an extra five minutes to get somewhere, but mm-hmm. no, nothing like that at all. Yeah. Um, I'm going to answer my own question. The thing I'm still waiting for is a Trader Joe's. Mm. I think that that would be kind of kind of fun to have around here. But um, uh, again, I, but I do agree with with your your perspective on the fact that yeah, you want it, you want it, you want it, and then it's here, and then it's like oh, all right, you go there occasionally, and you know it doesn't change your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there is something to the fact of going you know to a different community, a larger community, and doing those things that you don't have the opportunity to, to do here. And then that kind of, for lack of a better term, scratches that itch and, and you go on. And um, I think the trade-off that we, we, we make, those of us who do choose to live here, you know, and granted we can talk about the weather and things like that, but th- the wonderful things about the, you know, limit, you know, little crime, uh, easy transportation, um, just the, the, the ease of moving around, uh, it, it's it's just it's lovely. It's a great place to grow up. The great place to say to raise raise a family, uh, but it is coming with challenges. Uh, I think the one thing that we're seeing here at, at at the bank and Tracy can weigh in this as well is you know the impact we're having on housing. You know that they're just they're simply you know we've been approving at the bank level a number of multifamily properties throughout the area and some single family homes, but not as many because you know they're just. Um, it's harder to place those today than they used to be, and the price is getting a lot higher. But even if you choose to come here, it's difficult to because you don't have a place to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people are running into that, especially now that construction costs have come down a little bit, but the interest rates have been at a point where all of a sudden, if you're trying to buy a mid-level home, whether it's construction costs or interest rates, um you know, it, it's harder and harder for a middle class family to, to move into and have the American dream per se. Right. So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of projects that are that are going on to try to address that right now between the city municipalities, as well as the economic development and the Chamber of Commerce to try to make sure that that isn't a restrictive piece for people to to be welcomed into the community. I definitely want to stay on the uh, the housing topic in a moment, but kind of take a, a quick little detour on this. We we see all this growth going on, and, and, and the housing could play a factor in this question as well. What opportunities are there for small businesses to take advantage of the positivity right now? I know for myself with, with this small business, knock on wood, things have been going great. I'm sure you guys are coming across a number of commercial lenders you have that are Going, hey, things are great. I can grow. I can do this. I can go. I can do that. You know, what opportunities are there? How much do you guys push for people to take advantage of the good times now? And how much do you also say, hey, you know, s- store back and you never know when things can turn? Yeah, I, I mean, I think 
as we're interacting with people and meeting with people, education is probably the, the first and foremost piece is what are all these resources? How are they available to them in the community? Because some of them are best kept secrets. The Small Business Development Center, as part of UW-Eau Claire, um, I, it seems like every week I talk to somebody that, that doesn't know what they do and how that's a free resource. And, you know, th- those are our government dollars at work and, and how they're trying to create economic stability within the community. And it's pretty neat when a business owner comes out of that meeting and says they reviewed my business plan and my projections and I'm on the right track and they helped me to understand this or that. Um, that's pretty impressive. And, and knowing that we have these resources right out our door with a community of our size uh, is only going to continue to help the economic growth in the area. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I think you know, what the Chippewa Valley has that's, that's unique. I, I'll, I'll just say Wisconsin. I can't speak, you know, my knowledge base is, is pretty limited beyond that. Uh, but we have a unique ecosystem here of allowing new businesses to grow and thrive. And we have a history and a path for entrepreneurs. You know, we have, there's the Chippewa Valley um, Angel Investors Network. There are individuals who will support new entrepreneurs. Uh, and and part of it is getting through this um, haze or unknowing of, of what how that's going to work. And then when you have some successes, uh, more people want to, you know, invest and support it. And, and to be an entrepreneur, uh, as I've said on previous programs, is, it's different. I mean... Uh, I grew up in an era where you, you know, worked hard and worked hard in school and you got a good job working for somebody else and you never thought about, you know, starting your own business. Well, now it's, it's very different. And the, the ecosystem that we have here in Eau Claire for businesses starting up, whether it be, um, whether it be SCORE, whether it be West Central Wisconsin Regional Planning, you know, there, there are these even groups out here. And then as they become more successful, more bankers, more accountants, more attorneys become aware of them and then can be able to offer their services or be able to steer people in the right direction. And then, like I said, success builds upon, upon itself. Uh, being an entrepreneur in this community or being a small business um, owner in this community is not odd or outside the norm it's becoming the norm and and i i I don't know about you tracy but i have many of my own clients who want to are willing to be mentors for folks saying i'm thinking of starting this business i even have there's a gentleman here who works for the bank who's thinking of a small business he wants to start and needs an app uh can do we have anybody in our our portfolio who yeah i do i've got i know a guy who does this oh do you think he'd meet with me Oh, he'd love to. That's what he wants to do. You know, and, and just that little bit of being able to take an idea and just rather than have it kind of either die in the vine or saying, well, I can't do anything with this. And to, you know, be able to take that from a, a concept to an idea to actually put a business framework around that, that's unique here. And we're able to do that and we do it well. And I think it's really separating us Um not to go on and on, but uh, a statistic to me that that to me is so powerful for the Chippewa Valley is that over the last 10 or 15 years, and this is when uh, we had the chancellor on, Scott, is historically about 20% of the students at UW-Eau Claire stayed here. That's now getting close to 40% and growing. And so when you have a large and growing base of educated 
young people from throughout western Wisconsin, the upper Midwest, wanting to stay here, plus the great work that CVTC does in, in their area where like some where like 80% or 85% of all of their graduates stay within the Chippewa Valley. That is a huge source of just brain power that can seed businesses for now and for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. One, one thing I wanted to throw out there, and for both of you guys, you guys have seen the the, the growth and people that have come forward with with business plans and whatnot kind of kind of a kind of a fun thing here for the two of you what do you see a lot of what what, what do people try to bring a lot to the table as far as business types or? Bu- business types it doesn't have to be something specific if you will because we, we again we hear about all this growth and people want to bring things to the area or they want to start things up what overall are you seeing the most? Is it is it restaurants? Is it retail? Is it somebody wanting? Is it somebody wanting to do, you know, information technology? What 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 exactly is it? It's extremely diverse. Mm-hmm. I, I would not say that it's you know there isn't a heavy area in just one or the other. I would say the service sector is probably you know when somebody has a, a unique service skill, we definitely see see that. Um, but I mean, you might be working with one business in the morning that might be in uh, the restaurant industry or a multifamily project. And then in the afternoon, you might be meeting with somebody that has a very niche manufacturing business. And, you know, from from one of my mentors sitting across from me, Jerry, here, <laughs> he talked about this is the beauty of community banking where, you know, you have a a portfolio of clients that's just so broad and diverse that are doing so many different things. Um, That's what I absolutely love about my job. And then another thing, I I, I sit back and I go, my my wife and I were just joking about this a a few days ago. When when we lived in Fargo, North Dakota, 20 years ago, uh, you could see your dog run away for three days once you hit the, the mall on the west side. Well, now the, the west side of the city has expanded about 10 miles <laughs> more, and, it, and it's grown. And people all talked about that, and the city is experiencing a, a huge growth. How big do you think this area can get? And, 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 big and, in and, terms of population? I would no. say in population, but also at the same time, we heard about all this growth, all the possibilities 15 years ago. Is there... A, should we take a, a moment at times to sit back and go, look what's already been accomplished, instead of always thinking about the next thing? Big question. Um, well, few, that's what I do, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> few things. Well, well first, I'm going to take a step back, and then I'm going to take a step forward. Um, the holy grail for new businesses starting up here, though, are businesses that are scalable. Mm-hmm. So one thing that, like, the... Internet has allowed businesses to do is if you can take something, do all the work on product number one, and then sell it a million times over, you make bank. And that, I mean, Microsoft did their with, with their software. They created it once and they sold the same thing a million times or 10 million times or 100 million times. 
And other than the transportation costs or the zip cost to get it from your computer to the next computer, they had like nothing into it and everything else fell to the bottom line. So we can re-release Cinderella 85 times exact, like Disney? Exactly right. I mean, so you take something and you can resell it or you can sell it to everybody else. And so that's kind of like, again, kind of the holy grail for the, the businesses. They can do something here locally, but there's no geographic limitation to what you can, can do with that, you know, beyond this area um and tell me your other question again i just lost it well the, well the other thing i was going to say is do we have to take at, at times the, who knows what the area is going to look like in five ten years but at the same time you think back to 15 years ago when i first came to the area a lot of people were excited about the future even five years ago people were very excited about the future and it seems like right now we're living in the future there's a do we do should always be thinking about what can come next but should we take a moment at times to sit back and go look what's already been accomplished my goodness oh definitely um i, I i'm not a demographer but here are a few things that i that kind of look at it if, if you look at a map you know the twin cities and then i kind of look at it, if you, you want to i took a, a class in college about um uh economic geography and if you kind of think about it in physics and, and, and planets, so you've got the twin cities, which are like, you know, like, like the sun. And then revolving around it, you've got La Crosse and Rochester and, um, you know, uh, St. Cloud and Eau Claire. So they're kind of periphery. They're all about the same distance away, you know, because you can't get too close because otherwise you get sucked in. So like, you know, like... Uh, not to blow this analogy up, but you've got like Hudson, which is kind of like Mercury. It's so close to the middle that it really is going to lose its identity and be kind of pulled into the Twin Cities. We're never going to be able to be a Twin Cities. I mean, that, that, that's there's just too much on, on that area. But then at the same token, you've got like Chicago, Minneapolis, all going around Chicago, which is, you know, kind of even a larger, denser mass, which then goes around New York, which is a bigger, you know, so you have these different areas. So and, and what I see happening in the future is you're going to be kind of as a, and again, using my physics, but as a star kind of plows scenario and sucks everything into it, you're going to be having communities like, and I, I hate to say it, and I don't throw this out, a Mondovi, an Osseo, a, a Lublin, a Cornell, you know, a Boyceville, you know, they're going to start coming into places like Eau Claire. You know, because it's going to be ever more difficult for those communities to sustain workforce and to be able to, you know, once they're farming communities, when you can farm a thousand acres with one automated tractor, you don't need to have family farms as much anymore. And this is like looking off into the future. So I see you're going to have these regional hubs like Eau Claire, I think, will continue to grow. Um, you know, is it going to be a million people? No, it's not going to be, a, I mean, I don't know, someday. But I can see it going from now the seventh largest city in the state. It could become the fifth, sixth, or seventh. I mean, you've got Milwaukee, which is about 600,000. Madison's about getting close to 300,000. Then you've got, and then after that, or the Green Bay is like 110. And then you have like Kenosha at 100. And then you get to, you know, so then you come down, like Appleton's like 75,000. So a Appleton's the next one we're coming for, and we're gunning for them. And we'll probably get them in the next, you know, five or six years. So I, I see Eau Claire just given, it, it's got a lot of great things going for it. It's, it's got land. 
it's got flatland. Lacrosse is hemmed in. If you've been to Lacrosse, you've got the river, you've got the bluffs. They can't go anywhere than the north and south. Actually, it's north because south the bluffs run into the river. So I mean, we've got land. It's flat. It's relatively usable. So we can continue to grow it if long as we have the policies to to make that that happen. But I think you know. Given the fact that we are so close to the Twin Cities, there are things we'll never get. We'll never get a major airport here because we can't do that. I mean, that, that's something where, you know, if, if I do have an issue that I think we're going to struggle with going forward and what's going to hold Eau Claire back or the Chippewa Valley back is transportation. If we don't have an airport that has some flights, if we don't have an Amtrak connection, if we don't have bus service, if we don't have ways to get out of here other than getting in your car, that's going to hold us back. And communities that are able to have multi-modal transportation, you know, not just for the workforce, but for getting your parents here and your grandparents here and those sorts of things, that is a limiting factor to to how your community can grow and thrive. So, long answer to your comment and question. I know we're running out of time, but uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, 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 lot of good stuff here. Hey, bef before we go, we got a, a few minutes left, and I think this is one of those those fun things there. And Tracy, you kind of hit on it a little while ago there. It, this has to change it now every few years. I know for myself. If you were to ask me five years ago, what would I want in the area? Well, I'm, I'm about to get my one arena, and I'm likely going to get another arena, and I'm going to have you know high-level basketball, and I'm likely going to have a minor league hockey team in about three, four years. What do you want, Tracy? What, 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 do, you, what do you still, what do you still want? <laughs> you know, I, I've always been a person that's kind of content with where I am, and I, I think what that's I, a bad answer for a podcast. I know, I know. But we have beautiful lakes, beautiful nature. We're continuing to grow. When I first came here, like you, Scott, 16, 17 years ago, I kind of came here kicking and screaming a little bit like, okay, you know. Uh, and, and what this community has transformed into is, is crazy. Um, and I've noticed that for a big city person, I've really enjoyed kind of slowing down a little bit in a community of this size so some of like I said about some of these restaurants and things that we wanted um, I don't need those things as much as I thought that I did um, I have my family I have a job I love and and um, all those other things are just kind of periphery so <laughs> I, I don't have something you know sure it would be great to have a major league baseball team right up the street for me to go watch, but the express kind of fill the niche and so does ESPN and WGN. <laughs> I think the one piece we miss here, and I think we're closing that gap is if you have a young person who is graduating or you have a, a child of yours who have gone to school at, I don't know, some large university with, that goes by the name of the, <laughs> Sorry, I, Tracy and I are, are, had this long going rush against her. It was uh, a good Buckeye Badger game. About yeah, I, I, yeah, that's like <laughs> back at me. Anyway, you know, if you want to have your your children move back who have graduated at a, at, a, at a high level or have gone elsewhere for school, it's a it's a difficult discussion to have. When they start having a family, then the b discussion becomes easier because. Other things take importance, education, safety, those sorts of things. But as far as first year out, those are harder, difficult challenges to have. I don't know if we'll ever really close that gap because there is something 
I did it. I know you did it, Tracy. Scott, you did it. I mean, there's something about being able to cut your teeth at a level at a community where there's many things going on and it's, it's very competitive, but you, you learn more in a, a month than you can, you know, when I was in Milwaukee, I saw more deal floor there in a month than we get here in a year. So, I mean, you can, the, the, the learning curve is just so much more accelerated in those areas. Where we excel though, and what we're doing really great at is once you've had that experience and once you've been there and you've been, and, and, and then you realize there's both sides to it. I mean, yes, it's wonderful on being kind of on the fast track, but there's also a price to be paid. You know, you're giving up your family, you're giving up your time, you're giving up your safety, you're giving, you know, whatever. And you start thinking, you know, in the big picture, what seemed really you know, that, that, that shiny rock that you saw when you were 22 or 23, now that I'm 31 or 32, it's not quite there anymore. Then that's what a place like the Chippewa Valley really shines and comes, comes, to, comes to the forefront. Will we ever close that gap? I don't know. And I don't know if we really want to because that's a different experience. But to me, if there's something that would kind of put the whole package together, that would be it. And, you know, that being said, I'm just really happy where we are where we are. Anyway, with that, I guess we'll have to close things down. So, Tracy, thanks so much for stepping in today. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. Scott, always a pleasure. Mm -hmm. And thank you for listening to Scott and me chat over a beer today with Tracy. If you like what you've heard, please give Banker with a Beer a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Northwestern Bank website, or wherever you listen to your podcast from, Northwestern Bank and North <laughs> Bank with a Beer is sponsored by Northwestern Bank, building stronger communities where people matter. <laughs>